You never call. You never write. So then I, then I call. Then I call, and you complain. I think you're sensing I can't, a pattern. I here. can't win here. Okay, I can't win. Sorry, mom. <laughs> I made you a nice dinner, and this is the thanks I get. Fish Hi, tacos, buddy. Fish, mm, fish tacos. What's up, dogs? <laughs> Hi. This is a very different show than I was expecting. <laughs> So know that new, well, not, I don't know how new it is now, but you know that feature in Safari where it'll tell you what tab is making noise and you can mute it from anywhere. You can jump right to that tab. You know what the feature I'm talking about? Sure. Pretty much. I, uh, I kind of want that to be system wide because like 20 minutes before we started this conversation for this podcast, something on my computer was beeping. Mm-hmm. I still at this moment don't know what it was, but it stopped, <laughs> but I was getting like the old Sosumi sound uh, from something, and I have no idea what or why. And uh, I really wanted to have some log that I could check that was like, hey, by the way, this app is the one that was making noise of you. And I can't. So I thought I would complain about that to you both. Well, that is, um, that is a, that's a, that's a Lex world problem. No, that's a, that's a not uncommon problem, I find. I, yeah. I do think it would be nice to be able to track down certain things like that. Cause I've definitely had my computer like chime before and been like, all right, I have no idea. <laughs> why you were trying to get my attention maybe you just felt lonely i'm sorry computer it's a thing that happens i feel like i I have to apologize to my computer a lot digital age Um, well well uh put that on the list (laughs) yes add that that to the list things that we wish uh i mean on the plus side apple is no longer doing iads so maybe they have the time (laughs) There's nobody smart who's staying in the advertising business. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> it's on its way out, man. Ouch. Uh, and and another uh, casualty sorry. of that, uh, the iTunes radio, ad-supported iTunes radio is going away. So if you're not an Apple Music subscriber and you want to listen to iTunes radio, you are shit out of luck, my friend. So that was, uh, that was I assume, was supported by iAds somehow. That's kind of what people Probably are the saying. same. Probably the same advertising sales group, right? They were selling. Yeah, well, ads although it's for... weird because I never heard the ads because I had. Uh, I think if you were an iTunes Match subscriber, you got opted right. out of it. Uh-huh. So I've been listening to like iTunes radio station, not a ton, but like here and there, and and, and never really given much thought to it. Isn't um, it not? Is it not moving into Apple Music? It is moving to Apple Music. You'll have okay. to be a subscriber. Okay. And actually, okay. now I wonder, come to think of it, whether or not, as an iTunes Match subscriber, I will still have access to it. I would think not, but... I would think not I as mean, well, because I assume they want me to go pay for Apple Music instead, mm-hmm. but right. I don't know. I don't, I don't think I'm going to do that. I, it makes total sense to me that they would say, let's stop selling ads for iTunes Radio, and certainly it's going to piss off whatever small number of people were using free ad-supported iTunes Radio, but... Um, you know, they would want to sell nationally and Damn. buyers would want to buy locally <laughs> because like, right. Pandora ostensibly does advertising targeting based on geolocation. Now, the problem is when I signed up for Pandora, I lived in LA. I've never changed my zip code to Pandora. So if I ever listen to Pandora, what I hear are ads for Southern California businesses. Um, well, that's kind of cool. But, 
<laughs> sort of. Uh, not really. But Apple would want to sell national ads because it's so annoying to try to do all the targeting for, uh, you know, lower volumes of audience. I don't know. It makes, it was, I was surprised that it still existed. That was, that was what was newsworthy to me. It was, by the way, ad supported iTunes radio is still a thing. Yeah. That was the headline that I took away from it. Right. Right. Because I didn't, I actually did not know what happened to that once Apple Music started up. I kind of figured that it was gone anyway. Lo and behold, it's it not, was around for it's three, not four months. Quite dead yet. Not quite, not quite. dead, Jim. <laughs> yeah, but will be soon. Well, well, unless you're paying. Like, <laughs> it's only gonna be it's only gonna be available for me. <laughs> it's uh, it's it's more like it's more like listening to NPR now. They'll just Although, they'll, they'll I, do pledge drives every few months. <laughs> what was the? There was some. I I can't even remember now. But there was some number that came out about Apple Music subscribers, like. Was it like ten million? Ten million in Europe or something like that. It was, but it was because <laughs> that, that there, there was ten million. There was ten million previously. There were ten million previously, and then there was some, recently some. I thought there were two oh, million. I'll find it. Put it in the show notes. But uh, no, I, well, I don't know. Anyway, there's a, there's a there's, a, there's Music a number now uh, with, has um, Melt Music has surpassed ten million subscribers across iOS, Mac, PC, Android, and Apple yeah. TV in just six months. Financial okay. Times right. reported this was January tenth. Okay, All right. um, I'm wrong. So, yes, the John is wrong if you're paying attention. If you're um, keeping score at home. <laughs> which we suggest you do. Which you should, yes, absolutely. rebound Thanks. score sheet. Because our, cause our, score, our scoring system stinks. We should, we should sell a score sheet just so people can keep track of which of us are wrong and when. <laughs> we Sometimes should, we're all keep, wrong. We can keep, keep track of our bets. Yes, someone needs too. to do that. I hope, I hope yeah. one of our listeners is mobilized to like, let us know when one of us wins or loses a bet. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's so hard for us to do. Apparently, we're recording. We keep... It's busy. Right, right, right. We're busy people. We're, we're busy, busy people. people. <laughs> so you, neither of you, are uh, subscribers currently. It's just to Apple Music. Yeah, yeah. No, I. You're still doing. Spotify. I will say, I'm doing no Rhapsody. I'm doing Rhapsody, oh, Rhapsody which Rhapsody. is like the unloved stepchild of this business. Like nobody uses Rhapsody as far as I can tell. Uh, and it's fine. Like I really, uh, I don't just tolerate it. I genuinely like it, which is why I don't change. However, every couple of weeks they email me and they're like, Hey, if you paid yearly, you would only pay seven ninety nine a month instead of nine ninety a month nerd. And I'm like, I know, but I don't know if I'm going to want to switch to Apple music. So I'm going to keep going month to month, lest I lock myself in for a year. So I'm really doing the worst of both worlds at this point. Mm-hmm. It seems like at some point I have to make a decision. And then save potentially that $24 a month. I'm $24 a year. I'm, well, I'm willing to be convinced, John. If I should switch, you tell me. I'll switch. I'm not. I, well, I don't know what Rhapsody's like, so I can't tell you. I it's like I, Apple Music without Beats 1. <laughs> well, then. <laughs> oh, I'd pay more for that. <laughs> well, like I said the last time, I've used it a few times. But um, I don't Weird. really think that it's a crucial element. So the thing that I like with Rhapsody is that when you're browsing music, I'm going to do this right now in the iPhone app, which is my preferred way to experience Rhapsody. You can say, you know, like, I want to look at a specific artist or genre or whatever, and then it'll break it down by, you know, do you want to see their top songs or do you want to see everything by album or what? And I like that you can say, you know, show me just their their top tunes because that's, you know, if it's not a band that you're super familiar with, that's what you probably want. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. That's what I like about it. That's what I like about it. That's what I like, like about Dog you. Night. There's there's six songs I want to hear. <laughs> I mean, <clears throat> now that you have now that Apple Music is on the Sonos, Dan, you can tune out. Uh, Hi guys, you can manage your play- if you do, you don't have playlists though. Do you have playlists? On what? On anything. 
I can't remember I if you're a playlist. playlist person. Oh, I'm, yeah, Dan is the non-playlist guy. I'm the non-playlist guy. Non -playlist. Non guy, so I'll just, I'm just going to have my tea. Yeah, right. Just walk off for, for a few minutes. Uh, <laughs> run around the block. Take five, Dan. Take no, five. it's just that you can, you, know, you can manage your playlists on your Apple device and then have them available everywhere. Right. Which is pretty cool. Right, which is true with Rhapsody as well. Like Rhapsody can see all, I mean, Sonos and Rhapsody can see your, each other. You know, Sonos sees all your Rhapsody playlists and whatnot. Okay, so you, you but you use the, the Rhapsody app on iOS for that. Right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. So not the, not my iTunes playlist, right? Yeah. But right. I don't know. iTunes is such a cluster that it's like, <laughs> who even knows? <laughs> but no, it's, I don't know. I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about it. I might do it. I might switch. Apple does not give you any discount if you sign up for a year, right? No. <laughs> $24. You can't even sign up for I mean, I don't think, think that's an option. It's month to month or yeah, nothing. Right. All right. right. Or, okay. Or no well, beats, one for you. Speaking of Apple, Dan, come back. Dan, are oh, you back hey, here now? Hey, how's back? it going, okay. guys? Dan's back. How you doing? Hey, Dan. I'm, I'm How good. do you feel about this policy in the story that made some news this week? First reported, I think, by CNET that um, if your husband dies and you want to get access to his iCloud email, uh, you need a court order for well, Apple to give you My husband is alive and well, so that's that's not a problem. <laughs> Uh, okay. Uh, actually, I'm kind of in favor of it. I mean, you know, this is the problem with security, right? Is that if you have good security, you don't want it to be easily undermined. Right. Um, and so, you know, what's to stop me from claiming that I, you know, my spouse or child or really strange, any stranger that I was there, significant other, and that I would like their password reset, right? Like that, right. that would not be good for business. So, you know, you got to have some mechanism for doing that. I don't I know that, you know, you would have to necessarily have some sort of legal mechanism, but I can see why that makes sense. Um, it's possible that, you know, Apple. I think you would. I think you would need some. You sort would of need legal something because I don't you think there's any other proof. Need, what, of, what other way would there be? You'd need like a death certificate and some sort of, yeah. you know, it's it's possible that you could, ha Apple could put a procedure in place whereby, you know, you would have to do something like fax them a copy of your death certificate. But I just, I cannot, re I remember. Of your own? Yes, your yes. own death certificate. When, when you die. Um, uh, okay. It makes, just set it up, leave it on the fax machine. Yeah. And, it's like, uh, a, got it. I was going to say it's a dead man switch, but that seemed a little bit too. <laughs> yeah. But I on, remember, on I have this story, my, my cousin-in-law, um, so my cousin's husband, um, his mother passed away and had had like an AOL account and he was calling and trying to cancel it. And he just went, it was just, oh, it man. was nightmarish because he kept like getting transferred from place to place. And they're like, it's seriously at one point, they're like, but are you sure that your mother won't want to use it? And he just yelled finally, she's dead. <laughs> like, <they're>, no, <laughs> let's let, just cancel the account. <laughs> Uh, which is awful and, you know, terrible that he had to go through that. But it really is. I mean, there's a line between that and providing easy access to everybody, right? Like, right. there's some place where it's like, okay, you're going to have to prove that this is legitimate. Um, and you're going to have to probably jump through some hoops. But this is, you know, this is certainly a thing that's going to only become more and more prevalent, right? Because we're getting to an era where... You know, you know, people people are dying at a fairly constant rate, and yet the people who have like the tech, all those technology accounts and stuff locked down, you know, that's that's more and more of the people who are reaching an age where they they you know maybe nearing the end of their life have all these things where you know twenty ten twenty even five years ago maybe that wasn't the case. So you got to yeah. have some sort of procedure in place. But I think that's the most important thing is like these, you know, companies who are maintaining this kind of information in these kind of accounts, 
have to realize that this is going to become just an everyday occurrence. And right. so they, yep. you know, it is to a certain extent, it is, you want to take some responsibility for that on your own and make sure that your, whoever you are leaving behind has access to whatever files they need to have access to. But, right. you know, you also need to be prepared for the eventuality that that's not going to happen or that there's going to be a problem. Especially, I think about stuff with like Touch ID, right? Like, if you have all your stuff secured with Touch ID, that's super awkward. <laughs> that's a bit of a problem. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, you, my, you can unlock it with the password, though. I, I really was hoping you were going to say like, "Oh, just you know, <laughs> right before, right before they cart him off." Boop. <laughs> yeah. He still has, the, He's dead, but he still has an electrostatic charge <laughs> in his body. Lauren and I uh, know each other's passwords and passcodes and exact fingerprint shapes, um, but. I don't know. I feel like if you, if you haven't shared that information with your spouse, then yeah, tough noogies. That's how I feel about it. Wow. Yeah. Well, it's, I mean, it's, it's very unfortunate. It's, you know, it's a terrible time in anyone's life. And when someone Except passes the dead away, person, no, it's, well, okay, look, <laughs> when someone passes away, it's awful. And there's all this crap you have to go through. And having to do that is just another crappy thing on top of a gigantic pile of crappy things. However, you know, uh, there are plenty of people out there who would like to get into other people's accounts and they would think Me. nothing of saying of saying that somebody is dead in order to try and do that. Yeah, well, well I no, mean, but I think even with a death certificate in hand, I think that Apple's policy is probably the right one. Like if the spouse did not say, here's my password and like didn't share it with you while they were alive, I don't know that you're automatically granted rights to it when they're dead, right? Right, right. The, I thought the Gruber's analogy about if you had a safe and you hadn't told the spouse the combination, then they can't get in the safe. Uh, I thought that was the right analogy, right? If I haven't told you, you're not allowed to. It's, the safe is uh, only for Geraldo to open 50 years later. <laughs> That's exactly right. Well, I, yeah, I don't, I don't know. We'd need to like have like David Sparks or somebody tell us if, if this is, if that's legally true or not. I have no idea. Uh, but I think you're, I mean, let's put it this way. You you want to prepare for a lot of eventualities in life with all your other, you know, all the other things you're going to leave behind, right? Like you, you want to have a will, all etc. So, you know, this should be treated like anything else in that department where if you want to ensure that or frankly, if you want to ensure that they don't have access, that should also be stated somewhere if you want to be like, yes, right. even after I die, nobody gets into my safe. Like, you know, if that's a thing you want to do, you should set that up because it's a, it's a lot clearer. <laughs> Clear my browser history, and here are my passwords. <laughs> Clear the browser history first. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Which you can't do unless you get into the device. It's like, but, it's like know, making sure so. you wear clean underwear when you go out in case you get hit by a bus. Mm -hmm. <laughs> as long as we're just pulling up analogies. God, man. Uh, I hope that poor woman does not listen to this podcast. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna bet that she does not. Oh yeah. It's probably her husband subscribed to it, so she'll never see it because she can't get access. Oh, man, we gotta change the subject wow. really quick. Oh yeah, we gotta we let's move. I mean, even uh, I know our listeners are a hardy sort, but man, even I don't want to listen to the rest of this podcast. Let's let's talk about diversity. <laughs> <laughs> We're three white men. We can talk about diversity, right? Uh yes. Yeah. I'll see you guys later. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I mean it's like I, you know, like yesterday. So yesterday is Martin Luther King Jr. Day, and Apple put up a big, you know, big thing, which is kind, of, you know, it's kind of nice that they promote. I don't know that they talk about Martin Luther King Jr. Day, and it's very nice that Tim Cook went out and did some community service. At the same time, <laughs> when you look at their executive page, very white. It's uh, very two manly. Polar bear, two polar bears fighting in a snowstorm. <laughs> 
<laughs> male polar bears. Let's be clear. <laughs> well, well, there's Angela and Anderson, so. uh Yeah, and they put out the official numbers today as well. Um, they put out their EEO dash one, which is the official report that they submit to. I don't remember which agency it is. Um, that sort of details all of their, you know, the the breakdown, diversity breakdown for the company over the past year, and it's, you know, they're making progress, but it's really slow. It's really slow, uh, and there are definitely questions about some of the, even some of the, the figures they were bandying around in Tim Cook's message, like. There are some questions about whether or not those numbers are how accurate those numbers are. Not to say that they, you know, he's misleading or anything, but like you know, as with any statistics, you kind of cherry pick the things that look good. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, for example, I know I, I do. What's yeah, yeah, hell, hell yeah, that's <laughs> that's how you got on this show, uh, guys. I am super popular. <laughs> well, Walt's Enterprises is very diverse. <laughs> Uh, but like I noticed looking at that, that they had like, so they have their like, uh, itemized line there for like, uh, executives and senior management. Um, and in the past year they have hired four black or African American, uh, two women, two men. Um, and you know, that's, it's a fairly small, fairly small, like pool in that senior tier, but they also hired somehow 13 white guys (laughs) or or promoted. I assume, I assume that that is, that includes both people hired and people promoted from lower levels into that new category but it doesn't break down that to that level of specificity um Mm. so percentage wise that seems you know not great certainly there's an improvement over last year where they had nobody i think in any of those categories but um that's it's still you know many more white guys particularly and particularly when they have so much to make up for yeah exactly i mean and and not to not to either pick on Apple or particularly defend Apple. Right. The, the it's, tech industry as a whole has a serious yeah. problem here. But right. Apple, you know, is certainly very prominent and is the, you know, still, I think at this point, the most valuable company in the world. So tough, tough, tough shit. You have to lead by example, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Lex, yep. did, Lex did leave, didn't he? <laughs> no, it's, I mean, the... I think the question that they have to deal with on the management team side itself is like, what exactly are we asking them to do? Are we saying you should fire somebody? Are we saying you should expand the management team so that there's another person? Like, I think it's, it's, they're in a tough spot right now where it's like, they don't want to, they don't want to be accused of doing something because people told them they should do something. Right. So that's, I think, I don't know. I can understand the struggle on the management team, given that it is finite well you know relatively small size yeah it's it's hard to make moves at that high echelon without saying you know we're firing people to make room for new people but at that time i I mean phil yeah (laughs) ouch uh yeah at the same time there are there are certainly i think the problem is like it's a small group of people and historically apple has been very there's been very limited visibility for anybody below the super top executive team, right? Mm-hmm. Like, name some managers at Apple. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, there's not a lot of... It's it's improved, I think, a lot under Tim Cook's watch. Like, Harvey. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, when Steve Jobs, you know, was around, there were, like, three people that you ever saw, right? And now they've certainly expanded upon that. Um, but, yeah, it's... Uh, Stan, Stan Ng. Stan, is that guy's guy. name? Is Stan a guy? Yeah. I don't know. Stan, Stan Ng. What's that guy's name? I, anyway. You're, I, 
<laughs> literally don't know. <laughs> I was really trying to like trying to think of like I I know somebody, but I can't. I know there are some managers, and like there, but you know, we know probably. them because we there are probably some managers. They're probably yeah, some right. managers. It's hard right. to tell. I think the company's just being run by robots now. Um, <laughs> Great for robot diversity, by the way, but not so good. For... <laughs> they're, they're solving the next century's problem. <laughs> we just decided to skip forward. Um, How many robots do you employ, huh? Drones, drones. Do you have lots of drones? In fact, 75% of our retail workers are drones. Um, yeah. Anyways, Ooh. so more work to be done there. I think we can all agree. <laughs> This has been a <laughs> Glad super, we solved, super. We solved that problem. This has been a great show today so far. <laughs> we were just solving problems left and right. Are there any other All like right. third rail we topics? Races we and what discuss? else is there? <laughs> yeah. Uh, where do you think Apple stands on abortion? <laughs> oh, we're just just losing listeners. Left how about and right yeah? There. How about how about Donald Trump's call that Apple sh- that he said that he said that he will make Apple build all their devices in the U.S. Oh dear God! <laughs> I think he's, I think he said their computers and things or something like their computers. He said, and damn, stuff. I think I saw a quote where he said "damn computers" or "damn devices" or something. Damn, um, build their their damn computers in this country. I'm sure he will. Yeah, because. Yeah. For, a guy, like, for a guy who made a lot of money in business, he doesn't really yeah. seem to understand it. <laughs> oh, he understands it plenty. He's just, you know, trolling. Technically, yeah. he lost a lot of money in business. Like, if he had just taken all of his inheritance from his father and invested it, he would have done better. Then, Anyway, um, I will say, uh, doesn't Apple make some of their stuff in the U.S. already? They <laughs> like, isn't the Mac Pro, Mac Pro assembled right? in the U.S. They or something? assemble it. I don't think they make yeah. most of Make pretty much anything. Well, most of it's made of metal <laughs> and sand. <laughs> most of it's made of metal. That is the most. Wow, wow. That is that is an insight I did not think I'd be getting from that podcast today. Tell me more about the composition of Apple that's products, all I John. Know. Metal and sand. It's just that's it. So we've got that everywhere. Look at there's like those beaches in California. Plenty of sand to go around. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> What does it matter? So uh, January, not much to talk about, huh? Guess not. Yeah, we used to have MacWorld, but no, not anymore. Let's talk about what would have happened at MacWorld if it is. <laughs> <laughs> the the four inch the four inch iPhone would be announced. Supposedly coming in like March. Is that what I hear well, these days? And then just this day, I heard uh, I saw something uh, that said the Apple Watch Two will not debut in March. So maybe I don't know March. They don't do a lot of stuff in March. That doesn't for me. The longer they wait, the better. Like I would love for the Apple Watch not to be a once a year project. We talked about that right uh, back when it first came out. I think, and I'm really no, it's probably going to come out once a year anyway. But yeah, it makes me feel a lot better if it doesn't. I don't want to spend the money right now. (laughs) Well, it would have to be. If they came out another Apple Watch, I would not get it. It would have to be super compelling, right? Like the only thing that I, the only reason I would buy it. Was if it was like, hey, apps launch instantaneously. Now. Exactly. That's and what I was going like, to say. Okay. I mean, the thing that would be super compelling is if it were actually fast. But other than that, I agree. Yeah. I don't. I then don't. I'd really, then I'd really want but one. Would, There's nothing would else. Would you buy one, though? If, if they said, hey, apps that take two seconds to launch on your watch now or take four seconds to launch on your watch now launch in one second. Would sure. Like, okay. You made the first one shitty. I'm going to buy a brand new one now for an, another set. I'll of sell the old one. What do you, what do I, what do you, why am I on this podcast? What do you think I do? <laughs> <laughs> all right, just how do you think i live my life Lex? we don't all work in the declining <laughs> platform that is advertising <laughs> we work in the declining platform that is online journalism <laughs> that is online freelance journalism <laughs> hey that journalism. is the, the curve for that has no top 
people should definitely get their advice from us we make great decisions yes uh yeah i don't i mean i would sell my current one and use the proceeds to buy that's probably largely subsidize a new one i think is the is the short answer uh assuming anybody still wants to buy your old apple watch what's the market like for that somebody might buy it um <clears throat> yeah I, that's a good question i don't know yeah i mean i should check ebay but i don't i don't think it's you're gonna get a lot for it no i mean they yeah i i think i could probably get i don't know like 150 200 bucks for it maybe 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 yeah they don't so. have them on gazelle yet right i don't think so no i don't think so last time i checked it was not on there um yeah i, I wrote a piece last week about the ios 9.3 update which we discussed a little bit last week and kirk McElhern said well he thought that the the addition of the feature that lets you pair multiple apple watches at the same time was a clear indication that a new apple watch was coming so that you could pair your second watch and transfer all your data which may be true but also seems like the, the sloppiest sloppiest upgrade process ever or something <laughs> Remember how long it took to pair your? Oh, that's Apple right. Because that's right. Because right now you be, you would basically just lose all that. Yeah, stuff. if you unpair there's it, no... it just deletes everything. Yeah, there's no way to do it. Um, well, I mean, I guess you could unpair it. It stores like a copy of it, doesn't? I don't even remember. Because I had to do it when I switched phones. Oh yeah, yeah. You can restore. You can restore. Yeah. Right. So yeah. I don't know that I necessarily. I think that that's like cut and dried. Also, though, at the same time, not convinced that there's any other reason to be able to pair two watches to your phone. <laughs> day watch night watch night watch <laughs> sleeping watch mm, mm, yeah one that's call. charging all day mm, and you put it on to go right. to bed there you go yeah that's a really strong idea <laughs> <laughs> for four hundred dollars um i don't know i uh, i i think i would be shocked if i were motivated to buy the second generation apple watch like, my guess is, I don't know. Are they going to put a camera in the watch at some point? That's, Probably, right? I, I think in this one. In that's the rumor is this one. And then that's not enough for me because I definitely don't want to FaceTime that way. I That's, that's I. actually possibly a disincentive for me. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, right. Except why as, do like, I a surreptitious to... way to check if I need a tissue. Like, I like it in that <laughs> respect. <laughs> I've got a great device for you, Lex. Very cheap. Call it a mirror. The... The, the Samsung um, Galaxy Gear. You know, I have noticed, with by nose the way, running technology. I've confirmed, I've confirmed this with actual real live women. Most women today don't carry compacts anymore the way they used to because they have their phones and they can just use the front facing cameras to see, you know, what their makeup situation is or whatever. Interesting. So, yeah. there you go. Put, put that in your pipe and smoke it. But I, I'm saying put that on my watch and I'll and use smoke it. it one day. Smoke it on your watch. Uh, but I just, really? I. That seems dumb. It seems dumb. I'm sorry. No. Oh, I, I agree. No. Yeah. I, it's a feature you put in because you can. Yeah, I exactly. never use, I never use the watch for phone calls either. I mean, so. I have occasionally used it when, like, my phone is three rooms away and I realize the phone is ringing and I yeah, just right. don't know then where it can, is right. in time. You can get it faster, yeah. But it's very rare. It, it's awful. It's an awful experience, at least for me. When I answer a phone call on my watch, it's a last resort, like Dan, because I don't know where my phone is. And since yeah. I have the watch on, it's not ringing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And then the only thing that happens as soon as I found the watch, as soon as I've answered the call on the watch is how fast can I find my phone so I can switch to it? Because there's like yeah. a weird delay and the audio yeah, is right. bad and you can't turn it up that loud. The only time I, I will, the I only time I'll answer it is if, if it's Hank and he's in the house calling me, <laughs> 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 which is not that unfrequently. Because he's but, trapped somewhere or <laughs> no, because he wants something, you know? <laughs> <laughs> wow <laughs> i'm not gonna question your parenting choices but wow 
<laughs> my parent. What about his child choices? <laughs> Bring him on the I podcast. We'll have him defend I think those. That's, no, we don't need. We hey, don't need that. when I was a kid, we did the old-fashioned way. We just yelled at the top of our lungs. Can you bring That's me a right. sandwich? That's right. He texts me all the time. Um, oh god. Yeah, I don't know. I'm. It's going to take a while before the I'm compelled to buy a new Apple Watch, and that's fine. I mean, you know, right, I was we'll talking to okay. a friend this past weekend as I was at this event, and uh, she kept saying like, "It freaks me out every time you look at your wrist." To like, and I was, it was one time we were walking down the the hallway, and I got a text, and I said, "Oh, so and so's over here. I'm going to go meet them." And then like the next day, she, I was looking at my wrist again. And she's like, "It's freaking me out that you're looking at your wrist." I was like, "I was literally checking the time. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's the most normal thing I could be doing right now." But, you know, again, a lot of people don't wear watches. She's fairly young, so she was like, you know, I think that was a, strangely enough, a bizarre occurrence for her. So, I know we've talked about this probably too much, but there is no polite way to check your watch. There really isn't. <laughs> do you, I mean, I, uh, can you wear it on, like, the inside of your wrist and do that? I, know, I used to know people who would wear their watch on the inside of their wrist, like, facing inward. Um Weren't there problems with the with the Apple Watch? I that? think you I probably yeah. the uh, heart rate stuff probably breaks, right? Because it's not well. Then forget it. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'll just be I'll just be rude. I I just <laughs> I try to do it surreptitiously, but I agree that it's problematic because especially when the the like with a normal watch you can be kind of surreptitious about it. With an Apple Watch where the screen isn't on all the time and you right. have to start like shaking your wrist or tapping it in order to check, it is. Probably a little bit more, but it's still, it's still not. I don't. Well, I guess when you're and checking, the more when you're checking you the to time, do the ruder it is. When you're checking the time, then it becomes a problem. But I guess, but if you're checking messages, it's not worse. Yeah, than but nobody the, knows checking that. your phone. Yeah, but no, that, it is. It's somehow worse than checking your phone. See, One because of the, so. the old school watch implication. Well, but here's the thing: I refuse to accept that shit. The people who see you can't tell if you're checking your messages or checking the time. So to them, it just looks the same. Look, look, society will catch up with me eventually. <laughs> this is what I, this is how I handle it now. I'm talking to somebody, I'm talking to a trusted friend in person, and then I, I receive that telltale tap on my wrist and say, oh, let me briefly check the time to make sure I can spend lots more time talking to you. And then once you preface it with that, now you can look, that's a lie. I don't do that. But it's a problem. Wait, you weren't doing that when we were talking? <laughs> so I'm sorry. More, more first Lex problems. <laughs> this is not just a first X problem. It's like second and third Lex too. Yeah, well, you interact with people all day, unlike John and I, who interact with largely yeah, empty right. rooms. So you know, and, less but, of a problem for us. The dog does no, not notice. I'm, I'm often. In, I mean, I work from home, so I can check my watch all day most of the time. But it's like any kind of in-person thing. I, I've I've gotten to a point where I haven't done it yet, but where I am considering if I'm out in public putting the watch on do not disturb because I have so much um, uh, anxiety wrapped up in looking at it. <laughs> oh, here's so. a, here's another, here's another thing that I would like about a sec, an Apple watch too, is um, I would like it to show the time all the time. I have enough battery power oh, it, yeah. and it can at mm-hmm. least have the mm-hmm. time face showing all the time, even if it's dimmed or something. Right. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah. So those two things, like if it was faster and did that, no question, I would get another one. <laughs> Great. Okay, we found it. All right, Moltz is going to tile a room with watches, and then keep this one as my night my night watch. <laughs> night watch. Just night watch. Uh, yeah. To to make kind of a hybrid here of the two shows that Moltz and I do together, uh, let's talk about Arrow. No, um, <laughs> I. Uh, so over the weekend, we decided that we were going to let 
my oldest daughter, Anya, use an iPad mini more than just their kids' current allotted weekend iPad usage time so she can iMessage with her friends. Oh, my God. And so we set up an under-13 account for her as part of our iCloud family. Uh, None of it was super intuitive, but we got it done. And then now my question is, what options does Apple offer parents so that I can review her iMessages? Anybody know? <laughs> like besides having, yeah, grabbing her this, advice or linking it to my account. I had this question um, from somebody else uh, like about a year ago. Um, and I was a bit at a loss. Other than other than going to like third-party options, some of which have advertised on another podcast. <laughs> um <laughs> But the the one thing that I could think of was setting up um, an account, and I'm not sure how well this how this would work. I mean, it's not like iMessage works fantastic anyway. But you could set up a user account on your Mac with her user ID. Interesting. And then iMessage messages would come into that. That's not that hard. If- no, I guess not. If you delete iMessages on your device, would they do first? Do iMessages even sync to the iCloud website? I guess they don't, huh? No, because that would be useful. If I could log into her iCloud account on the web and see them, mm, yeah, I don't think so. I mean, right now I'm looking at them on her phone or on her iPad, I should say, and she doesn't know how to delete the threads. So yeah, right. <laughs> so I'm pretty well covered, but that's not a long term solution. Yeah, it how long? Like, like how long do you need to do that? It's also I, in speaking as someone who is until she's twenty four. <laughs> No, in, in all sincerity, John's not like crazy wrong. It, it'll be a long time till I think that she has the right to privacy with her phone when she has a phone. Interesting. Okay. And I don't, we, like, I don't we've know. been very clear. It's not like we're sneaking behind your back and looking at them. Like we told her, by the way, this is not a good place to discuss what presents you want to buy for your parents because we're reading all of your messages. And she got it. And like, I mean, her contact list is three friends or four right. friends who have yeah. iOS devices and then like our extended family. Right. Right. <laughs> um, and most of it is the kids saying, what are you doing now? And answering like reading a book or playing a game. <laughs> I mean, with Hank, with Hank's, I How basically, I, just, I, I, I know his passcode. Um, mm-hmm. he is not allowed to change it without telling me what the passcode will be. Otherwise he loses the phone. And so I can just go and look at his phone anytime I want to. But if he deletes, like if they <laughs> yeah, write I, stuff, he yeah. can delete individual messages. He right. can delete threads. Yeah. I don't, I haven't, I don't have a, I don't have a solution for that. You should see what he and I are texting each other. <laughs> what he and your, he and your daughter are texting each other. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I had an oh, image of John weird. texting, you know, John using <laughs> Hank's phone to just text like like things to his friends, like, "Oh, you're a total loser!" <laughs> like, like I'm just I'm just griefing all his friends, right? Responsible parenting. <laughs> I don't like those kids. Yeah. I thought if he had a Twitter account, um, you could just be posting really embarrassing things to his Twitter account. <laughs> wow. There's one I I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head, but there's a service that basically is set up as a um, you know like those enterprise accounts where they set up uh, configuration profiles. Yeah, um, and so you can set it up through their system and it acts like an enterprise account and installs a a profile it, on the phone. It would be nice if Apple kind of you know again this is sort of the opposite end of the thing we were just talking about with like making sure you're. You know, for older folks that your your information is secure, um, it would be nice if there there are like parental restrictions and stuff like that. But it would be nice if there were a way to create sort of dependent devices, as it were, in the same way. To a certain extent, you can create those. You could create those Mac accounts that were like limited permission Mac accounts, mm-hmm. um, right? And so, you know, some sort of managed account for an iPhone 
seems like it would be and beneficial. And you can do some of that on iOS. Like, you, you right, can use yeah. restrictions. Exactly. That's right. Uh, but it's... It's yeah, not quite it's the same, though. and it doesn't <laughs> yeah, let you and do... It's spread out. Yeah, and, and there are systems still for dealing with stuff like, you know, the family purchasing and different Apple IDs and stuff is still kind of wonky. Um, and yeah. And it's much better thought out on the Mac. When you set up a yeah. Mac and say, I want to add parental controls, you can, it says, do you want to convert the current account or do you want to create a new account? Because I would have loved to, like, my kid's iPad up until yesterday was linked to all of my accounts. And so everything was off, but it was linked to my account. So when we said, hey, we want to turn iMessage on, it's like, okay, let me show you your dad's entire iMessage history. <laughs> and let me autocomplete all of your dad's contacts. And it's still, despite the fact that we've deleted uh, you know, it's only her contacts there. If she starts typing to figure out who a new person is uh-huh. sending an iMessage to, it'll suggest everybody I've ever spoken to. And then you can go and say, you know, delete this, um, you know, delete this uh, recent address from your memory. But that's a lot I'll of say, like, oh, Dan Morin. Like, in fact, I had to delete both of you guys yesterday. I was like, oh, you want to iMessage? Because she was typing D for daddy and it suggested Dan Morin. And <laughs> She's welcome uh, to text me. I don't know what that means, Dan. And But so, like, when you tap on it, it's, it only knows Dan's phone number, right? It doesn't know that it's Dan Morin anymore because there's no contact for him. But you have to hit this thing, delete this, you know, remove this from recents. And it was, yeah, it's just, I've done it for a thousand email addresses. Yeah, it's, it's never, it's never it's been dumb. super well designed there because I don't think that they've really thought about that as a process or at least they haven't, you know, sort of said, hey, we need to come up with a solution from this from A to Z. Uh, and at the same, I mean, I wondered again, you know, we talked a little bit last week about multiple users on iOS devices um, with the advent of that for the the classroom stuff. And so I wonder if there's still a possibility there that we might see something like that, you know, for, for general consumption, um, have letting you have some sort of managed account that lets you not not only more easily set up restrictions and stuff like that, but also gives you some power of like, I just want to keep an eye on my my kids browsing mm-hmm. and messaging activities and stuff like that. Yeah, I was going to ask you, do you have Safari turned on? I, oh, I do. My kid, yes. <laughs> not, no, yes. not you, Dan. Do you guys use I web browsers? Confused. Yes. <laughs> you guys web browsers? Yeah. And do you have? I, I use the built-in iOS, um, you know, restrictions, restricted yeah. restrictions. I have no idea what it blocks. Like I'm guessing, it just looks for a. It, the Apple has some list of porn sites, and right. that's it. But right. I, I, I'm not really going to test it, right? Like, hey, Anya, let me see your iPad for a second, <laughs> and then search for horrible things. Like, nah, I'm not interested. Um, yeah, it does not. Really so, but do there's no there's browser. no mechanism that shows what was browsed. Um, you know, if you do that, at least you're you're. Um, blocking out the right you, you can, know <laughs> right you can see <laughs> the web history stuff. at least you can see the web but, history but that you know that only lasts for so long right right yeah um i don't know we'll see she knows it's a privilege she, it's the also now the first privilege she can lose at any time so yeah you do anything wrong right. that's what goes first um i also have uh i have do not disturb on for a wide range of time <laughs> And um, I am using that app that we talk about on the other show that I haven't it, it, today's it's it's first day to, to really do it on a device she has access to full time. But we're going to see how it goes. Yeah. So anyway, well, well, we'll talk about it on the other show. Yeah. Dan, you're welcome to join us if you want. <laughs> hey, thanks. <laughs> Not really. Oh, well, screw you then. <laughs> uh, uh, how about uh, speaking of things like this? Um, how about New York State trying to introduce a bill to ban the sale of encrypted smartphones? I'm ready to I'm ready to lay some lay some shit down for that one. Uh, 
Definitive proof unbelievable. that they are worse than New Jersey. <laughs> mm. Well, you make a fair point. The lack of understanding of technology amongst our politicians has been humorous and then has gone to kind of like head slapping. And I feel that now it is going into genuinely dangerous, like, terrible territory. Yeah, like it's, that is super bad. It, it really it really shows a, a fundamental lack of understanding of anything related to this. willful willful misunderstanding yeah i mean like you could talk to people who would be able to set you straight on why this is a bad idea but they're not going to talk to any of those people right. um, and so you know i give i give major props to tim cook for being very uh outspoken about this issue and saying like we're not going to do this and this is this is a bad idea um yeah. and i i just i don't know the, the the climate of fear around that is so dumb just because not only does it not only is this idea ineffectual, but it's it's it is downright dangerous because as soon as you start programming in these back doors to allow people to unlock things, other people find them. Right. Uh, and so either it's a potential abuse for people in the government misusing these powers or for third parties misusing these to uh, compromise personal information, spy on people, steal information, um, you know, infect things with viruses, potentially and malware like there's a there's a crap ton of risk yeah. in that. Um, and then the other thing was like even like ISIS was using their own system to yeah, communicate. Uh, like they had they had somebody code their own like it's like they're not even using any of the things that would it's, it's be, not hard. I mean yeah. and and then you have to just outlaw encryption essentially which the government already tried to do in the 90s and that yeah. turned out to be a major sort of chilling effect I think on things like e-commerce because until you had right. strong encryption all over the place people aren't didn't want to trust their credit cards more to the point it's really easy to beat all these things with just low tech uses like no tech uses i mean for example you know if you decrypt someone's email and their email or you know terrorist contact says the sun is shining today like good <laughs> luck unless you have somebody who actually is like infiltrated this group and understands it all you have to do is code messages in a way that are not in plain text and you're screwed encryption will not help you or the ability to break encryption will not help you at all so as soon as you change this to allow it people the more to the point too as soon as you people know oh this stuff is compromised they won't use it anymore they will just find another means to do it so you're putting all of us at risk to help yourself not at all dumb that's all i gotta say about that it's just this is it's it's <laughs> it's it's asinine and stupid and anybody who out here is a any of our listeners who are new york state residents be aware that you can voice your opposition to this bill uh, i think i put a link, link to it on six colors last week um there's a website where you can go in and register your your opposition to this bill i don't think it's left committee yet and i'm hoping it dies before it gets right. anywhere near being an actual right. law but it's just it's just outrageously stupid yeah. And I would like to, for that matter, you know, not that we're a politics podcast, but I am a little disappointed. All, I mean, there are candidates who I was never going to be impressed with, but there are also candidates who I consider voting for who also don't speak intelligently about this topic. So, you know, uh, get your shit together, guys. <laughs> God, preach it, Dan. You are right. Woo, woo. I'm taking the rest of the day off. <laughs> Yeah, I know you should. That was, that, was, that was magic. That was that was like that five, was something. Five minutes of magic right there. That's that's the name of my autobiography. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
It's nice talking to you guys. <laughs> yeah, it was all right talking to you. <laughs> it was all right, just okay. It was tolerable. Well, it's mostly Dan, right? I mean, you know. I've had worse. <laughs>